0: Backyard Green Films is proud to present this episode of Agriculture with your host Alara Bowman. Alara and her husband Rick travel throughout the land in their travel trailer, which they have nicknamed Bessie, bringing you stories about their travels and the people they meet. They visit farmers, ranchers, and just about anyone who loves putting their hands in the dirt or their feet in stirrups. In those travels, they have gotten to meet some very interesting people. Here's one of those interviews.
1: My name's Phil Pass. I'm a dire- director of House of Tartan here in Scotland. And today we're going to talk about the bonnet shop project. Um, the project was begun because since the 1600s, an area of Scotland, Ayrshire, has been making bonnets and uh Bonnet making is so traditional in the area that um, they've been doing this since the 1600s and in those days, whole entire families used to, in the evenings, there was no electricity or anything of course, used to knit these hoods around the fire and they used to look like this here. And they used to use three steel knitting needles to knit them and the whole family would knit them of an evening and they would do this for the whole of winter Uh, once a year would come the big boss from Glasgow from one of the guilds and he would buy these things up and he'd measure them and weigh them and any that didn't make the grade in terms of weight and size were cut up to prevent poor quality products getting into the guilds then they would take these hoods away and they would felt them I don't know uh, what this process is is called where you are but here it's called fulling or milling or felting it's basically uh, you put your finished hood your knitted hood into a felting machine uh, using warm soapy water this will be a process quite familiar to anyone working with wool and you beat it to death for a half an hour or a couple of hours with warm soapy water, and it turns into that.
2: Oh, quite a bit l- difference oh, yeah. in insulation, yeah. isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. So basically, it basically closes all the individual yarns together, because the yarn started life like this. Yeah.
2: Is there any particular kind of wool that yes, you they use? Sheep's
1: wool, usually lamb's wool. Uh, you can make. Uh, berets from uh, poorer grade quality than this but you get the very best result by using fine lambs wool yeah anyway so they used to sit around the fire and knit these of an the evening and in this area in Ayrshire, called Stewarton, once uh, the uh, dyers took these back to Glasgow um, they dye them into various colors usually in those days just black or brown and then once this has been accomplished uh, the hood or the crown can be formed over a heated block, yeah, usually using steam and hot water yeah, to block it out and the end result is that you end up with something that looks like that, once the Trimming is attached and then you fit these little trailing tails onto the back, which is part of the style of the bonnet So this is known as a sort of a traditional Scottish bonnet Um, This here is probably the the look that most people are accustomed to which is called the dust anyway to get to the point um, the factory that used to make these bonnets has closed its traditional bonnet making section down and this happened in January of this year and it happened to be the last such mill business making these hats anywhere in the UK, in Britain so what we're trying to do now is to raise money to establish a new bonnet factory in the bonnet toon and attached to it will be uh a little heritage area where visitors can see uh how the area came to be known as the bonnet tune and just to tell something of the history going back uh, hundreds of years this particular factory in stewarton started making these in 1845 so they've been making them for 178 years and this is now stopped So we're trying to uh, raise money to set up this little mini factory. It'll have with it a shop where people can buy finished products, plus a lot of other uh, traditional Scottish headwear products like flat caps made in tartan and stuff like that. uh, The thing about this particular bonnet factory is that it'll have an area for visitors where visitors to Stuarton can see the bonnets actually being finished. So they can see them being taken off a production line and being finished. So it'll be sort of a visitor attraction, heritage center, and so on. And this is what this fundraising drive is all about.
2: Now, why have you decided to take this up?
1: Uh, In a previous life, I was in the headwear business, making a similar product for another company. And um, that company also has since closed, and the production in the UK has gone down from 6,000 dozen pieces a week to none. And the factory that just closed is the last factory in the UK making this product.
2: Now, you have a sign that talks about tartan in this shop this is a tartan shop so it is the one of the the most iconic things in scotland any anybody that ever sees the tartan the pattern thinks of scotland Hmm. but in many ways the cap the hat the bonnet as you would call it is as iconic i Hmm. i look at these little ribbons and i i think of a little scottish lass walking down the street with these blowing in the wind
1: it is very iconic
2: Yes, and so in a way, this is, this, is, this is as much a heritage project as the Tartan might
1: be. Hmm. You know, I, I, I wouldn't put it Quite exactly that on a level, much. but it goes back several hundred years, Yes, and this image of the that. Tartan Glengarry, which anyone who's watched Tartan Week or the New York Parade in April uh, will have seen most of the pipe bands on earth Use this particular hat.
2: That's the Glengarry, the The cap, the Glengarry,
1: yeah. Which is basically starts life as the same uh, basic hood or crown. It's just made in a different way, where there's a lot of uh, horsehair stiffening, really old-fashioned stiffening, put into it, and then there's a lot of hand hand finishing that takes place. You can see here it's been hand-finished all along here to produce this particular one. And there are other countries that produce these very much more cheaply, uh, but the uniqueness of this is they were really the first bonnets made in the UK, and this particular style has been going since 1845. So You'll see pictures even of Winston Churchill wearing one of these in his military uniform days.
2: Now, this these obviously the 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 ribbons in the back. Does that mean something in particular? No, Does that's just I don't the, so. the decorative just a, piece? But
1: a uniform fashion. There are two versions of this: uh, the, the fixed trailing tail, which is that one, and then there's one. I don't know if we have a sample here where you actually tie the back with it. Yeah, there it is. So this is a tie bow. So you can set the size by using. That.
2: As a, yeah. It's a smart function.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's called smart a table in this particular
2: thing. Now this is one of the things that we've hit in the United States as well, where the mills are closing, and so it's, it, but it's not just us, mm. it's all over the old skills, the institutional mm. knowledge for things mm. that we've been doing for hundreds of years in mm. one way are just leaving because it comes down to economics, mm. right? Yeah.
1: The ladies that make these or used to make these up until January are all in their mid-60s and we've had a commitment from them to help us train new younger folk. So the whole idea is that when we finish this project, we'll have a fairly modern little small-scale production unit that has been staffed by people that have been taught by these ladies, some of them have been making this product uh, for 38 years. And the lady in particular who's committed to uh, come and do the staff training and the quality control and so on, has been there for over 38 years making these particular berets. So the whole saving the skills, uh, retaining the ability in the textile industry to make these little things In the whole river river of the centuries, these bonnets are not going to mean that much to anybody. But right now, they mean a lot because this is the end of them.
2: I have been to Scotland for the last three weeks, though, and mm. off and on as our, in our trip to Britain. And heritage is such a large thing as a representation of a culture. We mm. hunger for a, some sort of a tie to the old days or to meaning mm. in our lives. And so I would argue that in some ways this is very much a, a mm. representation. Everybody comes here to see mm. Outlander because they want the romance mm. of that and the connection to the old country. Mm. And we look at all of the tartans and they are a family link and everything. So I would say that in some ways I think the old skills like this are, are, are so important to preserve. Yeah. No, they, yes. they,
1: they really are. I'm just trying to put it into context yes. in terms of people don't think it's important yes. because it doesn't really matter. But actually it does matter.
2: It does. Now, it if, really does. if people want to help to try to save this, you've started a project. So tell us about the project that yeah. you've started.
1: So it's basically this project here. Um, it's a GoFundMe. We, are, we have got some local funding coming in terms of local sort of municipal and state support. Uh, but on a very sca- small scale, and it is actually quite difficult in terms of the process Getting state or federal funding, as you'd call it in the U.S., Um, but this is our our public appeal for it. Um, It's called "Keep Scottish Bonnets Alive in Scotland," and um, this is it here. It's on GoFundMe as "Keep Scottish Bonnets Alive in Scotland." All right, and it would be really good if you could publicize that
2: for us. All right, now. Tell me about why this label and this hat looks not fresh off the press. This is an old company, correct?
1: Yeah, they've been making this hat this way since 1845.
2: All right, so we're going to bring a couple of these home, and we are going to do giveaways. Mm -hmm. But this is the history behind these pieces. They are not just something stamped out in Mm. somewhere that has the cheapest price possible. They Mm -hmm. are made in the old way. Yes, they are. Yes. So I'm assuming one of these sheep is probably long gone by now, or maybe the grandparents Mm. are long gone. Uh,
1: No, the sheep are long gone,
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's for sure, they are long gone. Well thank you so much, we will uh, do our best, and boy do we appreciate people like you that also do your best to try and save something that's really important. We're trying. Thank you. Thanks guys. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe. This is how we keep going. And please ask your friends to join us. Please also feel free to post any comments or questions to our social media sites. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under Backyard Green Films. Thanks again for listening.
0: We would like to thank phil from the house of tartan for speaking with us today and if you'd like to find out more about this project please visit their gofundme page at keep scottish bonnets alive in scotland you'll find the link in our bio page we'll see you next time with another adventure You have been listening to Agriculture with your host, Alara Bowman. Please tune in for upcoming episodes from our travels. I'm Rick Bowman, your behind-the-scenes editor. Until next time. This has been a presentation of Backyard Green Films Productions. All rights reserved. Copyright
2: 2023.